The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. same and we can even argue a stronger privilege or grace that the apostles on this earth had. You are in a better position because um, what Jesus this did opened the door for what the Spirit of God has come to do in our lives. And what the Holy Ghost is doing in our lives right now is representing God in us. Hallelujah. So Amplify says is he has given us another comforter, another counselor, another helper, another intercessor, another advocate, another strengthener, another standby that he may remain with us forever. Hallelujah. Save me is here. Be to God. So Whatever it is you are going through, whatever phase you are at, in life, you need to remind yourself of this simple truth. And it's as you draw on this um, sevenfold meaning of this word comforter or helper, this, this is how you get solutions. So you, you've got to learn to see the Holy Ghost as your comforter. That does not mean you will not be in uncomfortable situations. Please, like we said, um, when we say you carry this um, solution provider in you or the helper inside of you, we are not saying you will not go through challenges or difficulties. We are saying when you do go through challenges and difficulties, which will happen in this life, remind yourself of this truth. Understand that there is no difficulty or challenge that does not have an answer or a solution. And you now lean on the Holy Spirit Learn to walk with him. And those are the things we are teaching. I love some of the things Pastor Inda taught us last Sunday. In fact, I, I went to preach in Lekki Church. I borrowed one of the things he taught. <laughs> I mean, th that's how you, the fact that you should learn to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Say hello to that person sitting beside you. Say hello, neighbor. How was your day? Did you have a wonderful time? You, see, you, are, you are engaging in a conversation with that neighbor because you recognize that that neighbor is a person, an intelligent person. You need to learn to do that with the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Like Benny taught us, good morning, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me through this situation. You are going home or you are going somewhere in Lagos and there's traffic. Learn to say, Holy Spirit, help me through this traffic. Instead of just complaining and complaining and complaining. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, learn to activate your angels. And I know angels are not the Holy Spirit, but the same thing. To clear traffic for you, clear road for you, make a way for you. Engage in a conversation. Practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Recognize the Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of you. To do all these things, where you are weak, talk to him. Strengthen me, Holy Spirit. Where you need direction or counsel, talk to him. Say, strengthen me, my counselor. And it's as you learn to do that and to work with him, you can draw on the help and receive the solutions that you need. Does anybody need solution in one area 
or one other aspect of their life here. You do. Praise God. And do you believe that those solutions exist? Let me share a very simple story with you. I mean, this is very, very mundane. But what we did here, this testimony I'm sharing with you and how we did it, this is how you get these things done. A few weeks ago, about a week or so ago, all of a sudden, um, Pastor Inda started looking for a passport in the house. We, we, and we turned the old house upside down for a few days. We couldn't find it. And after we had done everything, although I think we had said praying somewhat before them, but it got to the point where one morning when we were praying together, it now became a prayer point on the prayer time that we now agreed. And we used the power of agreement. <laughs> because, I mean, a, a week plus had gone and we were looking for the passport. And we prayed and we activated the angels and we prayed in the spirit that we will find the passport. That day, somebody said that day, we had been looking for it for over a week ago. We found the passport. In fact, in a place where we had searched and searched, but we didn't see it. Whether it was an angel that went to bring it from somewhere else and dropped it there, I don't know. Whether it's that we searched for it, we didn't see it there, and we just, um, we, we just went over it, looked over it, I don't know. But the good news is this. Glory be to God. That missing passport was a problem or a challenge. There was an answer. At first, when we were looking for the passport, is it that it's in the house or did she take it to the office? But when, when we had narrowed everything down, we knew that the passport was in the house. Our children told us, look, we still saw the passport, so, so, and so. We knew it was in the house. But we just didn't know where it was. And looking for things, finding solutions, having questions, it's part of life. The good news is this. Hallelujah. The person that can help you answer those questions and solve those problems dwells inside of you if you are born again. You need to believe that on us and now know how to relate with him. Glory be to God. Now, that's just a very simple mundane thing. But the same way, the Holy Ghost can help you get provision for finances you need, get provision for open doors you need, and different kinds of things for relationships you need, if we can learn to trust him. Hallelujah. So, th th this, is, this is what we've been studying. I want to go in a slightly interesting direction today. God gave me a direction to go. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And I think we're going to open quite a number of scriptures. So that I'll try to be as fast as I can. And I won't want to keep us any longer than I need to. Particularly because of all the transport and traffic situations in town. Therefore, from verse 1, Hebrews 12 and verse 1, if you are there, shout hallelujah. We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. So tonight I want to talk about how the Holy Ghost helps you to run your race. To fulfill your destiny in life. Glory be to God. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. So he's telling us here that, look, there was a purpose to Jesus' life. There was a race set before Jesus. He had a destiny ordained of God. And if you know the story of the gospel, it was by the anointing of the Holy Ghost that he received at the baptism of John that things turned around dramatically in the life of Jesus. Up until then, we have talked on this before, up until then he was just known as a carpenter, even though he had that destiny on his inside. Even though right from birth, he was conceived and given birth to by the Holy Spirit. But for 30 odd years, nothing special really happened. This commentary that they are making that he ran his race and he finished his course and is now seated at the right hand of God, like God ordained for him, this comment they are making, it could not have happened without the Holy Spirit. In fact, it was at the baptism of John, like one of the apostles said in his letter, that everything seemingly began. When they wanted to pick another apostle to replace Judas, one of them said, um, let's, let's pick somebody that has been with us from the baptism of John. In other words, in their recollection, that's when everything started. From the, the beginning of this thing that we are talking about, it's when the Holy Ghost came upon him like a dove. Hallelujah. Now, he's telling us something powerful here. You also have a destiny. And I want to start with that tonight. Every one of us has a God-ordained destiny. Like Jesus had a God-ordained destiny. And we need to be very careful because of the busyness of life and the challenge. If you are not careful... It will not be your portion in Jesus' name. But if you are not careful, all the rigors of life can distract you from running the race, which is the true meaning of life. And that's what is warning us of there. That look, we are surrounded with a great cloud of witness, referring to some of the heroes they mentioned in chapter 11. Abraham is looking at you. Solomon is looking at you. David is looking at you. All the heroes of faith that we read about in the Bible, they are looking at us because just like they had a destiny, and for those of them that fulfilled it, you and I also have a destiny, and they are cheering us on. But you see, in this life, there are distractions. That's what it means by weights. And then there are sinful acts or habits that will derail you completely. And it's encouraging us, lay them aside. And this is one of the things the Holy Ghost comes to do in our life. Run the race that I said before you. And run it well with the intention to finish. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage everyone that is a part of this church. Let us run our race. Let us run our race. Our individual races, our collective races. Our collective race as a church family. There's a purpose why this church exists. There's a reason why Jesus saved you. We talked about that briefly last month. Apostle Paul said we should press to lay hold on that for which Christ laid hold of us. The danger is that life can now be about eating and wearing clothes and going to work and taking care of the children and taking care of our marriage and, quote and unquote, taking care of church. Not the purpose and the race that is before us. Am I making sense to somebody tonight? Hallelujah. So, this is the angle I want us to go tonight. When we talk about the Holy Ghost being a solutions provider, the primary solution the Holy Ghost has been sent to help us with is the solution of running our race and finishing our course. 
Hallelujah. The primary reason is so that all of heaven's power, all of heaven's wisdom, all of heaven's resources, all that God has will be available to you and I when we face weights and challenges and distractions and sin that want to hinder us from running our race, the primary reason is not to pay our bills, is not even to heal our bodies. He will do that. I'm not disputing that. And we need to teach that as well and learn that. But we should understand the point that is being raised there. Run your race. Run your race. And we have a wonderful record in the book of Acts. In fact, I want us to run through the book of Acts. It's a very powerful book. And please, if you've never read the book of Acts, please, in this course, in this season, sit down. It's just 28 or so chapters. You don't have to read it in one sitting. If you take four chapters a day in one week, you will have finished it. The book of Acts. So, Jesus had a plan for the apostles. He wanted them to do something. And he told them, Acts, 8, um, Acts chapter 1, um, let, let me, I just want to read. So, verse 4, he said, the Bible says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. He had an assignment for them. He, he had a mission for them. I love the way the Bible summarized how they fulfilled that mission in the book of Mark. You know how the book of Mark ended, uh, Mark chapter 16. Praise God. I, I, I want to read that because I'm going to teach something powerful about that. Verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. This was the assignment Jesus was going to give them. You will see that in a minute. And the Lord was walking with them. Somebody say God was walking with them. Now, do you understand that that was the Holy Spirit walking with them? The Holy Ghost was walking with them, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So that was the summary of everything. They ran the race. They finished the race. What Jesus was telling them here, that he said, wait for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1 again. He said, um, wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard from me. And the promise of the Father there was referring to the Holy Ghost. Verse 5, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. So this is what I want you to understand. Here is Jesus or God commissioning these apostles for a race, for an assignment, for a purpose. And he told them, wait till the Holy Ghost comes upon you, get anointed. We talked about that a few Wednesdays ago. Make sure you're anointed and then you can run the race. So the Holy Ghost comes to help us run our race. In verse 8, he said, you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and that's what we, we, we stressed, what we must learn to do is to get the Holy Spirit within us to come upon us. And I explained what that means. Let him start influencing how you think, how you see. Get the Holy Ghost on your eyes, on your ears, what you are hearing. Know how to lock yourself up in worship, lock yourself up in the word, lock yourself up in the place of prayer, lock yourself up listening to preached messages, anointed messages, until the Holy Spirit within you comes upon you and begins to influence you. That, that's how you receive his help and walk in his help, and that's how you find solutions. 
You shall receive power. There will be challenges. There will be demons to cast out problem. There will be people that want to prosecute your problem, but you receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Solution. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You will be able to run your race. And they ran that race. That's what Mark 16 was telling us. He gave them the great commission. Go and preach the gospel. That's the race, the assignment. And said they went everywhere. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, walking with them. Confirming the word. Hallelujah. Somebody said they shouldn't have titled the book of Acts, the book of Acts. You know, they titled the Acts of the Apostles. That a more appropriate title is Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. <laughs> That's what Mark was saying. The Lord walking with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So I, I want to establish this a lot tonight. You have a God-ordained race. Somebody say that to yourself three times. I have a God-ordained race. Say it a second time. Convince yourself I have a God-ordained race. Say God has a plan and a purpose for my life. Two more times. Come on, say it. And that's the life you should be living. Honestly, that should be the primary um, angle or tangent your life is on. And I want to encourage everyone here, if you are off course, and this teaching will help you tremendously, if you are not living for that race, running that race, get back. You can get back by the help of the Holy Ghost. This doesn't mean you can't go to school. Bless God, go to school. This doesn't mean you can't have a job. Bless God, this doesn't mean you can't get my gift. Those are not the reason you are here. And though the Holy Ghost can help you in all those areas, your academics, your work, your career, your marriage, your health, your finances, his primary assignment, the primary place he has been sent to help and offer solutions is concerning you and I running our God-ordained race. Can I hear a loud amen? So let's learn to walk with the Holy Spirit concerning this. I, I want to talk about, in the meantime, there are five different phases of this race. And whoever you are, you are in at least one of these five phases. It's possible to be in multiple phases at the same time. But whoever you are today, whether you are even born again or not, but I know most of us are born again, if not all of us, you are in at least one phase. And in any phase you are, there are questions before you, there are problems before you, and I'm talking about running your race now, that you need the Holy Ghost to help you to get the solutions. In fact, this is what I've come to understand and to learn. The more committed, and this, this is already an answer for many of us, please hear me and hear me very well. The more committed you are to God's purpose, the more aligned you are to running this race, the better it is for the other areas of your life to align. You know, the scripture says God causes all things to work together for good. For them that love him and that are called according to his purpose. The more aligned we are to divine purpose, the more things begin to work for us. Praise God. So it's important that we focus on our race in life, our God-ordained race. 
And everybody has one. Don't let any devil tell you I'm too old. Oh, I'm too young. Oh, I, I, I'm too ignorant. Oh, I, I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the skills. God did not look at any of those things before he created you with a purpose and he ordained you to come and fulfill that purpose for such a time as this. All you need to do is to hear what we are saying by the Holy Ghost tonight and begin to commit to it. Starting with even what we are sharing today. Look, this is the first phase. The first phase is the beginning. So even if you are here today, Pastor, I never even knew there was a God or a purpose for my life. I remember the first time I had teachings like that, that God has a purpose for my life. They never, nobody ever told me that God had a plan for my life until I came to church. My parents never told me growing up. My teacher in school didn't tell me. It was when I came to church that they preached from, the, and they showed me scriptures. And we did some of teachings along that line in January, so I won't, I'm not really going to focus on purpose tonight. But that God had a purpose for us. That's where fulfillment comes. And that's the primary place the Holy Ghost is supposed to help you get solutions. And if you do that, look, some of the things you are trying to answer, those problems will never have come up in the first place if you are focused on running your race. So the solution is even to focus on your race. And where to begin is the beginning. <laughs> Praise God. That's the first phase. So maybe you are here today, you don't give any thought to running your race, or you don't give any thought to gospel. So like this year began, you've not even prayed a prayer on God for God to show you his purpose for your life. You are not taking any steps practically day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, for God to help you to be aligned to running your race. You are at the beginning, and that's okay. The apostles were at the beginning in Acts chapter 1. There's nothing wrong with being at the beginning. Jesus was at the beginning at the baptism of John. There is a beginning where the Holy Ghost comes upon you to help you, to comfort you, to counsel you, to strengthen you, to stand by you, to be your advocate, to begin to run your race. And that's what Jesus was telling them in Acts chapter 1. And in chapter 8, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And in Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 to 4, the Bible said, <coughs> I, I always share this story. The, when you read the, the epistles and the gospels very well, Jesus, after he resurrected, somebody say after he resurrected, appeared to nothing less than 500 disciples, the Bible told us. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came, the Bible there were only 120 in that upper room. Maybe it was a midweek service. Maybe there was traffic all over Lagos. Maybe the governor of Jerusalem had cancelled Okada and Kekena Pep. Maybe they had good reasons. But the bottom line is, everybody was in there when the Holy Ghost came. The person that was supposed to help them run the race. I choose to believe definitely they didn't miss Sunday service or the next midweek service after they heard what happened. <laughs> so there's always a beginning phase. Hallelujah. And there will be questions at that phase. There will be challenges. You will need solutions. So there are people that may be committed to running this race. They, they are still struggling with what the apostles encountered to pray in other tongues. That may be a solution, um, a challenge before you. That may be a question. Some of you need solution in that area. When all of us are praying in the spirit in church, you are not praying in the spirit. 
You can't go home and by yourself, somebody say by myself, pray in the Holy Ghost and hear from God and see things by God. You see, these are things we should be believing God for solutions for. When we are saying solution, we're not just talking about money or husband or wife or job. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, church, primarily we are talking about you fulfilling your God-ordained purpose in life. And on that journey, there will be challenges and you will need the paracletos to help you. So be that individual, if you have not yet gone through this phase yet, that you get up at one phase in your life, I now recognize that God has a plan for my life. Up until now, I've not been pressing into it. Holy Spirit, help me. Feel me like you feel the apostles. Help me to pray in other tongues. And let me say this to those of you that have already started. Notice there was an initial infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But as you read through the book of Acts, there were subsequent refillings. So beginning is what it is, beginning. You are going to have to continue. You can't stay at the beginning and finish the race. That's what was said in Luke chapter 12. Lay aside all the things, run that race, finish it like Jesus. Start, if you have not started, have your own initial baptism like Jesus had his baptism. Like the apostles had their baptism. And every blessed day of your life, from that time, learn to keep asking the Holy Ghost for help. To keep feeling you like the apostles did. Because you are going to need him on this journey. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Number two phase you will go through as you stay in God's will for your life, committed to God's purpose, running your race, doing what God has called you to do. And by the way, part of that beginning is the Holy Ghost opening your eyes, showing you what you are supposed to do. He will not show you everything at first. He may just show you a little path. This is the church you should go to. This is the pastor you should submit to. Be reading these books. Serve in this capacity in your local church. Serve in this capacity in your community. He will just show you things. And as you are faithful, somebody say faithful, he will unveil the next steps. He that is faithful in little will be made ruler over much. And you go on from the beginning. But if you will start, hear me and hear me very well, everybody, and continue eventually, and I pray sooner than later, you will come into this phase of success and victory. That's the second one phase I want to talk about. In working in God's plan for your life, God is able to make all things to work together for good. Romans chapter 8. For them that love him and that are called according to his purpose, as you walk in God's divine will for your life, you will come where you'll be having victories and success. Things will be working for you. In that assignment or calling that God has given you, you will start moving from one phase to another. We see that with the, with the apostles. So there's this phase of results, success, fruitfulness. Um, let, let, let me just read a, a few for us. So remember the assignment Jesus gave them to describe was to preach. And of course that applies to all of us in one way or another. But one may not exactly be like what it was for them. Acts 4.31, glory be to God. Um, well, this was when they, they prayed. Let, 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 me, let me go to Acts 5 and 12 because of time. I want to quickly run through this. 
and through the hands, watch, watch the results and the success the Bible records. As they, uh, they started and they continued doing what God called them to do, through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Hallelujah. I prophesy over you, through your hands and through your life, God will do amazing things in the name of Jesus. God will bless people. God will help people. God will touch people. God will heal people. God will use you to be a blessing to your world as you walk in your journey of purpose. Through the hands of the apostles. Signs and, uh, look, before there were really no signs and wonders. But as they aligned to God's purpose for their lives and they began to run their race, God started using them to touch and impact other people's lives. That will be your story in Jesus' name. Verse 14, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Praise God. Hallelujah. They started impacting lives, touching lives, turning things upside down or right side up. One of the most remarkable stories of success we find it was in the ministry of Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Let's, let's go there for a moment. Acts 19. This was probably one of the most remarkable success stories. I'm, I'm still going to come back to Paul in a moment, but you see, this was someone that also began fulfilling his purpose. Before, Paul wasn't living a life of purpose. In fact, he was wrecking havoc in the church. Going contrary or opposite direction of God's plan for his life. And you know that's how some people live, unfortunately. Doing the opposite of what God ordained them to do. Nobody here will live under that kind of curse in the name of Jesus. And the Bible told us in Acts chapter 9, God came to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you prosecuting me? God was going to kill him that day or stop him. <laughs> stop him meant killing him. <laughs> this, this, your rascality is coming to an end today. But thank God he repented. And when he repented, God what lie on purpose. So, 10 chapters later, Acts 19, the Bible said, verse 1, it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And he found certain disciples there. And he started preaching to them. He told them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? So he knew about what the Holy Ghost comes to do to help you to fulfill your purpose. Hallelujah. And there were all kinds of challenges there. The Bible said he now pulled aside the disciples that listened to him and believed in him. And in verse 10, listen to this testimony in verse 10. See, this is what will, without fail, happen to you and I if we will commit to live by God's purpose, on the path of God's purpose for our lives and our race, by the help of the Holy Ghost we will always succeed no matter the obstacle we can never fail no matter the difficulty why? Jesus has already obtained the victory for us the Bible says whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith verse 10 Look at Acts 19 verse 10. And this is the story we see all over the book of Acts. I'm just pointing out this example. And he continued in that Ephesus two years. Somebody say he continued. That's what we are talking about here. Find God's purpose. Find the race God has called you. Part of that is praying for Holy Ghost to reveal your eyes. Repent where you need to repent like Paul. Once you have located the direction by the help of the Spirit... What God wants you to do, begin to do it. And if you continue, you will always see results. Amazing results. Hallelujah. 
life-transforming, unfathomable, unimaginable results. He continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia, and historians tell us it's Asia Minor, he went to one city, he came to Lagos, and two years of just continuing in his race, after a short while, the whole of Asia, the Bible said, oh, the whole of West Africa had the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greek. He became so successful and powerful, all the other business rulers and political rulers, they got intimidated by him. And eventually they had to push him out of Ephesus. Hallelujah. So maybe you are here, you are in that results or success phase of your life. You are beginning to see results, both in the assignments and other areas of your life. I mean, I use King's Word a lot as an example. We've seen results. This ministry started above Melo University, one campus fellowship, less than 10 people. A typical Sunday by the grace of God now. There's a King's Word church or mission touching people in nothing less than four continents on the face of the earth today. Results, if you continue. And it will spread to different aspects of your life. So there are people in this ministry that stayed those days on campus with us. Now they are married. Now they have children. Now they have careers. Results. And we can trace it and connect it to the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit that we've been working with as we aligned ourselves to divine purpose. Glory be to God. Let me move on to the third one very quickly. So I want to say this. So maybe you are here, you are, you are in this phase. Know what brought you here and don't forsake it. Or maybe you are, you are continuing, but you are not yet seeing the kind of results you want. And I think that happens to all of us. This is how to do it. Just continue. Continue. Don't stop running your race. Hallelujah. Don't stop following the Holy Spirit. Remember, you've already begun. This is not the beginning phase. Those of you that need to begin, begin. I beg you in the name of the Lord. Begin your journey. Then continue in your journey like Apostle Paul. The results are guaranteed. So if you already see results, keep pressing on. Hallelujah. And if you want to see more results, you want to see the Holy Ghost do more through your life, through your ministry, for both personally and running your race, press by the help of the Holy Spirit. I love that question he asked the disciples when he got there. Have you received the Holy Spirit? I mean, of all the questions he could ask in the world, he didn't say, do you have a job? He didn't say, do you have a husband? Do you have a wife? Do you have children? Do you need money? You know, he could have asked all those questions. He couldn't say, do you need healing? That's very instructive, particularly in light of what we are teaching. Have you received the Holy Spirit? And he kept teaching them about the Holy Spirit for two years. And the whole continent erupted. The Holy Ghost is a solutions provider. Let me talk about another phase that will happen. Now, this is not a chronological thing. I'm just talking about, look, once you are doing what I'm talking about, these things will happen. There is the phase of persecution and affliction or difficulty. And I want you to listen to me very carefully because unfortunately, because many people don't know how to navigate this phase, unfortunately they miss out on the best God has for them. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. That you are having success or you are seeing progress, 
or you are running God's race does not mean there will be no challenges or persecution or affliction. In fact, in reading the book of Acts, I saw that these two things were hand in hand. Hand in hand. Praise God. Acts chapter 4. So, the Holy Ghost came on them in Acts chapter 2. Peter started preaching, things started happening. The church started exploding. Watch this passage in Acts chapter 4. Now, from verse 1, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day. That means they put them in prison. For it was already evening. Look at verse 4 very carefully. However, many of those who had the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. Remember they said we won 20. So on one hand, fruitfulness was happening, success was happening, they were touching lives. Now, 5,000 men, not to count women and children. They were already impacting that many number of people. But on the same side, they were being imprisoned. And when you read the book of Acts, that was their story. Listen, it wasn't about the Pharisees or the Sadducees, it's about the devil. Those people were just being influenced by the devil. There is no way, listen to me, child of God, and please, this goes a lot to what we are talking about when we are teaching you that the Holy Ghost is a solutions provider. There is no way you will stand and say, I want to run my race in God, do God's will for my life, that the devil is not going to, you are going to run against the devil. You will have challenges. Oh, today, they hardly imprison, at least in Lagos. There are still parts of the world where they imprison Christians. So, I mean, this is Nigeria. We know what's happening up north with Boko Haram and all that. That they burn churches and all that. It's the same spirit. But I tell you, if you will, Jesus said that if you serve God and put his kingdom for us, you will receive a hundredfold with persecutions. It comes with the territory. But bless God with every persecution, there's always a way of escape. And that's what we see all through the book of Acts. They will put them in prison, the Holy Ghost will come and rescue them. Remember the story of Peter in Acts chapter 12. The Bible said King Herod took John, James. He was going to kill him. He had killed James. And he saw that the Jews were happy. He caught Peter as well. He was planning to kill him the next day. And then the church started praying. Perhaps if they had prayed for James, maybe he wouldn't have lost his head. But do you know what happens when we pray? The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power. We stir up the Holy Ghost. He comes upon us. We stir up the anointing. Available that is dynamic and it's working. And God sent an angel to the prison and brought Peter out. Hallelujah. The persecution will come. But success will also come. And I know there are many of you that are going through seasons of difficulty. It's, it's normal. Please understand that. And the devil will be trying to put us here. Where is your God? All this serving God you are doing, what has it added to your life? Who only goes help? What do they say these days in Lagos now? Who love work help? Who has the word of God? You know, and unfortunately, we have seen believers where they go through times of difficulty, and it's just the devil. Oh. This is how the Bible, this is how Jesus taught it. He said, when the word of God is planted inside of you, he said, the enemy comes for the word's sake. 
for the world's sake. Sometimes even in our marriages, with your children, with your business, with your health, those things should never, please hear me very well, be a reason for you to get off God's plan for your life. You will be tempted, though I'm not saying you will not be tempted. But let's take encouragement for These are people that Jesus called, gave them a mission, gave them the solution provider for that mission, and they also went through persecution. Apostle Paul wrote Bible in prison. Ah! Man, that always encourages me every time. When I preach it and when I hear it, They've not put me in prison yet, my friend. We'll pray again tomorrow. Come on, what are you talking? <laughs> he wrote the Bible in prison. This, this phase comes with life. Particularly when you want to run your race. They, in fact, this is what Hebrews 12 was encouraging us. Don't get sidetracked by the weights and the sins. And you won't be able to run your race. Look at Jesus. Look at Paul. Hallelujah. Acts 5, verse 17 and 18. So in that Acts chapter 4, they told them to stop, don't preach. The Bible said they went back to their company and they prayed. And they asked God, stretch forth your hand to heal. And let signs and wonders be done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They tapped into the power of the solution provider. The Bible said the whole building shook and they spoke the word boldly by the Holy Ghost. They went to preach again. Acts chapter 5, while they were preaching, verse 17, then the high priest rose up and all those that were with him, high priest again now, which is the second of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and laid hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. And this was the story all through the book. They will persecute them. Their disciples rise up again by the help of the Holy Ghost. God, the Holy Ghost will give them another solution. Give them another message. Give them another miracle. They will preach again. They will persecute them again. It's part of the journey. Hallelujah. This is how Jesus said it. In this world, and I will add this teaching, this line to it. As you run your race, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. There's no tribulation that can come that the solution is not available. Hallelujah. Let me give you another phase that happens. Just two more, and then I will close. This one is also very, very important. When you are running this race, and when you are living this life, many times, or sometimes along the journey, there's this phase where the Holy Ghost will give you new directions or unusual directions. New or unusual directions. New or unusual instructions. So something he didn't tell you last year, or he hasn't told you for the last five years, he will just start it. Don't let that disturb you. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13 tells us about the story of Apostle Paul. They were in the church in Antioch, and they were preachers and teachers. They were having a nice time. The Bible said one day they were fasting and praying, and then the Holy Ghost said, separate Barnabas and Saul for the work I've called them. They had never done that before. That's the ministry of the Apostle Paul that I was talking about today. Sometimes God does that. Praise God. Look, on one level, these are the answers to the things we are praying about. The new direction from God. It may not look like it at the beginning. On another level, it's also important that we understand that this is how God operates. 
There's an amazing story in Acts chapter 10. Before we get to Acts chapter 13. One day God just appeared to one Roman Gentile centurion named Cornelius and told him through an angel, your prayer and your arms have come up before God. Up until then, the church, the apostles, they didn't believe God had any dealings with Gentiles. Talk less of a Roman soldier that was occupying the people of God in the Holy Land. Somebody say new and unusual directions. Now, I have seen this destabilize people a lot. Sometimes God will just tell the pastor, start this. Some people get off, uh, why are they changing that? We didn't do that last year. We didn't do that five years ago. Doctor, okay, we come and say, start the new. And sometimes when you start the new things, it will disrupt the old order. It's the change of people. That is part of it. Your prayer and your arms have come for as a memorial. Send to Peter. Peter was praying at the same time. In the Bible, and remember there was no New Testament then, Bible, the word of God. God told them, don't eat certain animals. Listed them by name. God now showed Peter in a vision. The same animals that the Bible said they should not eat. They got caught in a blind, blindfold. Acts chapter 10, read the story. And God in the vision now told Paul, rise and eat. Peter said to Fiakpa, I have never eaten and it can never happen. God now told him, in other words, this is a new dispensation. Don't call damnable what I've cleansed. And that was just a type and a shadow. Yes, I've never anointed the Gentiles. Yes, I've never used Gentiles. But from today, I'm starting something new. Men are coming from a certain Cornelius. Go with them. Those days, apostles didn't go into the house of Gentiles. Talk less of preach to them. When Peter went and the church people heard that Peter went to the house, they said, ah, you went to the house of a Gentile? You ate with them. Peter said, come down, come down. Let me tell you what happened. He had to narrate the story. Some people still didn't agree. In running our race with God, there will be times God will tell us to do unusual things. Things that don't make sense to us. Things that may even sound contradicting what he had told us from the word. See, these are the things we should even be praying to the Holy Ghost for solutions about. To counsel us. To direct us. And we should be ready for it. Separate unto me, Saul and Barnabas, for the work I have called them. Up until then, Paul didn't know he was an apostle. He said there were certain prophets and teachers. But one day God came and said, I'm sending you on an apostolic assignment. Now, you may not be an apostle. You may not be sent to go and preach to a Gentile. That is not the point of my teaching. Hello? In your business, be prepared for God to do new and uncommon things. And don't let it derail you. And when they begin to happen or God begins to unravel them, learn to pray to the Holy Ghost. Counsel me. Direct. It's not every time there's something change that changing that is the devil. Some people, every time they see change, ah, devil, I bind you. It doesn't have to be the devil. Hello. Are you getting something tonight? Let me tell you another interesting story. Acts chapter 9. When God converted Saul, <laughs> this was, I mean, somebody say new and unusual things. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit, help me to navigate the new seasons, the new things that you are bringing into my life as I run my race. I don't want to miss you, oh God. 
did you ask chapter 9, the story of Apostle Paul's conversion? First of all, that God will choose to use Apostle Paul. Can we put that in context? It's like God raising up the head Boko Haram guy that is bombing churches. And now comes and says, I'm now born again. People were even complaining when Kanye West said he's born again. Kanye West is just rapping. This one was killing Christians. Now, I even want to talk, not just Paul. I want you to talk, I want to talk to you about Aeneas. Because after Paul got converted, God now appeared to Aeneas and said, go to the street called Straits. There's one man called Saul of Tarsus, one Boko Haram man. I have chosen him. I mean, how, how did he process that? You know, if I hear things with God, we find the next person. You will not miss God in your life. You will not miss God's path for your destiny. You will not miss out on the divine opportunities God will bring your way just because they are new and uncommon. So when you just read and they went everywhere and they were preaching and God confirmed the word with signs following, that's just summary. These are the details. There were seasons, and some of these things took years where God will do something ground-shifting. And everybody's there to lay aside the weights and the sin and run their race. You will not be destabilized in Jesus' name. Let me close. The final thing. And again, I'm just pointing out five things we should watch out for. And these are things we should, particularly when we are going through them. This is how our church is going through God, doing something new and uncommon. And I pray that none of us will miss out on God's plan for us in Jesus' name. We're in that kind of phase in Kingswood. Where we are still trying to figure out what God is saying. <laughs> and it's not too clear yet. I can guarantee you, even if you sit down with Dr. K, you can't fully express God is just leading us. Go to the street called Streets. There's one tall of Sassos there. Lay hands on him. <laughs> and thank God that the Holy Ghost will give us solutions he will answer our questions he will give us direction and at the end of the day we will all finish our race just like Jesus did the final phase I think we should all recognize we will go through if we run our race let me go through the first way again please somebody under the sound of my voice begin your journey Ah, whether you are here in this service or you are listening to this live stream, begin your journey. Begin your journey. Your life is not about what you eat and what you drink. Your life is not about this world. Recognize that God has a plan for you. For God to put you in a church like this, God has a purpose for your life. I woke up very strongly with that word yesterday. You guys, you still need to talk about purpose. James Ward exists for a purpose. As you come to the end of this first quarter, how well are you running your purpose? You have to be raising a supernatural army. How well are you raising? There's a purpose. We are not here to be making money and paying rent. We will do all those ones. Though. But the helper has been given to us to run a race. And we need to remind ourselves and understand the details and the integrities that happen in the journey. We need to start. For those of you that have not started, if you stayed and you stopped, get back on the journey. I 
And I'm guaranteeing you, as you continue, you will find success. Like many of us have found success. Hallelujah. But there will also be difficulties. It's not a bed of roses. And from time to time, God will bring us into new and uncommon directions. There will also finally, the fifth one, there will be finishing seasons or finishing moments. I mean, that, that's where we are going. Just as surely as we, as we must begin, by God's grace, we will get to the end. Hallelujah. And let me say this to us, it's not everybody that gets to the end. None of us will miss out on what God is doing in Jesus' name. You will finish your race in grand style. Like Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I am ready to be poured out as a drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I pray over your life and over every member of this church. That will be your testimony as well. In the name of Jesus. You will not be a casualty or be numbered among those people that didn't finish their destiny or didn't run their race. In the name of Jesus. The grace of God that helped you to start will help you to finish. In the name of Jesus. But watch what he said there. He said, the time of my departure has come. There is a time. There is a finished season. On two levels. You see, you, 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 you just don't finish only when you are dying. Um, this thing is like books and chapters. So you finish chapter one. You finish chapter two. In fact, many of us have several books. So you finish the first book. You finish the second book. They are finishing seasons. Glory be to God. And there are certain things that accompany them. I, I'm talking about a Jesus at the cross moment. What do I mean by that? Thank God for all the miracles Jesus did. The 5,000 hungry that he fed. But if he had done all those miracles and did not finish by dying on the cross, everything will have been a waste. You will finish well. Not just the ultimate finish, every finish that you are supposed to finish, you will finish well in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you are getting something tonight. I'm talking about, look, look at the way Apostle Paul's life finished. After that explosion in Ephesus, <laughs> the Bible said the Holy Ghost now took him that you are going to Jerusalem. L let me read that part and... I'm going to close. I want, I want to release us by 8.15 latest. L just look very quickly with me. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. I hope somebody got something from this tonight. What I'm trying to say in a very brief nutshell is, please, let the Holy Ghost help you to run your race. Have those kind of conversations with him. Order my step. Lead me in the way I ought to go. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 20. Um, let's read from verse 22. Acts 20, 22. So the, the, the wonderful things God did, the fruitfulness that he got the results in, in Ephesus happened. Persecution arose again. He had to leave Ephesus. So after he left Ephesus, I think he came to a place called Miletus. So he called the leaders of the church in Ephesus to come and meet him. 
and, and look at the words he told them. Acts 20 verse 32. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. These were the final phases of Apostle Paul's ministry. The race God set for him. He had to go to Jerusalem where he will be persecuted. Oh. Not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Ghost testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me. You know, it's not a happily ever after. It didn't look like that. It's not a Hollywood, Nollywood ending. Well, I don't know about Nollywood ending. Nollywood has some strange endings. <laughs> but please, I, I'm going somewhere here. None of these things move me, nor do I count myself dear to myself. Watch this. This is the point. So that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Somebody lift your hands this evening. Say, so that I may finish my race with joy. I want you to rise on your feet. Let, let's close there. I'll continue next week. Lift your hands so that I may finish my race with joy. Say, Lord, so that I may finish my race with joy. Help me to begin. Help me to finish. Lift those hands and just begin to pray to God tonight. Holy Spirit, help me to begin. Help me to finish. Like Apostle Paul, so that I may finish my race with joy. So that I may finish my race with joy. Kedabo sakata yada braka so that I may finish. There's a race. There's a race. There's a race. There's a purpose for your life. You are not here by accident. You are not hearing this message by accident. You are not in this. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org telephone 234-810-00-006-40